0: Today is Monday, February 13th. The title for our devotional is Early Church Context. This week we're returning to our campaign. Remember this campaign is called The Table, and we spent the previous few weeks exploring the institution of the Lord's Supper in Luke 22. Now we turn our attention to Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians 11. Here the primary emphasis is on unity as a theme at the table. We saw a few weeks ago that was betrayed by someone at the table with him. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table, Jesus says in Luke 22:21. The betrayal of Judas and the denial of Peter were so hurtful precisely because of the intimacy and unity they shared with Jesus. This, of course, is symbolized by their presence with him at the table. Before we dive into 1 Corinthians 11, I think it's important for us to grasp a little bit of the background to understand what's actually happening here. If we are imagining this scene as a church like today, this teaching will make no sense to us at all there are a few important things for us to know first the early church met in a house it was a house church first of all the gathering was not in a large centralized building like we think of a church today the gathering in corinth was in the home of one of the wealthier members of the church it would have likely had a large courtyard where the church would gather so it was nothing like a large sanctuary with the production capacity that we have today it would be more like going over to someone's house with a group of friends and hanging out on the back porch or patio. Secondly, the service or the Sunday gathering was very different than our church context and services are today. The early church moved their meeting day to Sunday in honor of Jesus' resurrection from the dead and the dawning of a new covenant era. The Jewish community was well established, even in a Greek town like Corinth. So they had customs in place for Jewish communities to practice Sabbath on Saturday which, remember, they viewed their days differently, so it would really be to us Friday evening at sundown to Saturday evening at sundown was their Sabbath. They weren't expected to work during that time, and it had to be a cultural community event, a socially accepted practice for this to work at all. So, the church moving their meeting day to Sunday means it was a work day. That being the case, the poorer members of the community, even the slaves in their community, would have to work all day. The church then would have two meeting times on Sunday. They would gather early in the morning before work for singing, scripture reading, teaching, and reciting the creeds. That was more similar to our church services today. Then they would gather later in the evening after work to share a meal together. This meal was called a love feast. It's an odd name, I know. This is where they would practice communion, which was far less structured than ours. Again, it was more like just sharing a meal together in which they would hold up the bread and remember Christ's body broken for them and they would hold up the cup and pray over the cup, remembering Christ's blood shed for them. The third thing that we have to note is the diversity of this newfound community. We cannot overstate the difficulties that the diversity of the early church created. In this culture, there were few, if any, social events in which the very wealthy would interact as equals with the very poor and the slaves. Extra-biblical sources in the first century document this to be a common problem in the Greco-Roman world at large. It's regularly mentioned that the host would often snub those at parties he or she deemed to be of a lower social status, giving them less or poorer quality of food and wine, or seating them in places that weren't places of honor. Yet, this is what the new community of Christ demanded of them. They were all to be treated as equals at the church. Here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all. And is in all. Colossians 3:11 tells us. This was so countercultural for them that it required a great deal of counterformation. This would require the members of the church to think of themselves first as citizens of Christ's kingdom, in which the first will be last and the last will be first. But when you've been living in these cultural frameworks your whole life, it's really difficult to overcome them and to change your view entirely. So the early church struggled mightily to live in light of this newfound equality in the kingdom of God. For reflection time today, simply imagine yourself in this context to try to get your mind around what it must have been like in an early church gathering.